Let's first start with, um, and I just need to understand the um, exact wording of this. So is it a letter asking the Speaker not to implement the recommendations just yet or not to implement them at all? No, what she has indicated is her intention to take the report on review. So effectively, because the report makes certain recommendations that could be implemented, uh, so she is alerting her that it would be wise for her not to implement until the judicial process has been uh, almost completed. Uh, and uh, she is not the only one who is going to be doing that. But what is important for her is really to alert the speaker to say this is a reality. And uh, in the letter to the speaker, she spells out what she considers to be some of the issues, both at the level of process and at the level of substance. Mm. And uh, I see that part of the complaints is that she uh, says that she believes that the committee exceeded its powers, especially with uh, regards to making findings against her. What exactly is it that she feels the committee was not empowered to do that it has done? Well, one of the things that the committee decided to do in the process. She was first invited as a witness, and uh, she prepared herself in terms of the questions that they had said she must respond to. And in the process, the committee began to misdirect itself to other things. And those things, when they were pointed out to her, and they were, the interim report came out as suggesting that she may have done this or may have done that. And she wrote back to the other committee that uh, given that you are making this vague uh, statement, can you give me an opportunity, can you be specific enough so that I can respond to those issues? The committee did not do that. And secondly, beyond that, and some of those issues are actually questionable. For instance, they claim, the committee claims that uh, there was a memorandum of incorporation. And in that memorandum of incorporation, there is a clause that suggests that she wanted to take the power to herself. And uh, if you look, and the memorandum of incorporation has three versions of it. And the, the same clause that they are accusing of appears in all the clauses, in all the versions. So effectively, she could not have, because she inherited that memorandum of incorporation. But the committee did not look at that. The, that the committee also make, talks about the amendment to the broadcasting. This is a matter that is still before Parliament. So she does not make policy, but Parliament makes policy. She, she has made a proposal to Parliament to say, given the, the complexity of running this, this is how we think it should be as executive. But ultimately, it is Parliament that will endorse. So she has not reserved the powers of Parliament. Then there's an issue of the appointment of Mutsuleng, where there is a, an argument around whether one she should have used the the South African Broadcasting Act, or whether she should not have used the Companies Act. But the interpretation of law is not uh, within the province of uh, lawmakers. That is within the province of the court. So she feels that if this matter is taken before the court, the court can provide a lot of clarity. But she has a number of uh, issues that she will be spelling out when the matter ultimately 
is tabled before the court. Mm. I, I just also want to understand if um, the ad hoc committee overstepped, should the National Assembly then not have pointed it out and why did it then adopt the report for implementation as advised by the ad hoc committee? And if so, then should the minister not then uh, be also laying a complaint against uh, Parliament or uh, requiring some sort of remedial action from Parliament for this lack of uh, oversight? Well, effectively, that's what she's doing. That's why she's written to the, to the Speaker, because the Speaker represents uh, Parliament. She, her view is that the Parliament did not even apply its mind. What you had was more performance, and that performance was mistaken, or the theatre that we saw was mistaken for substance. And even the people who were brought in as witnesses, what the, the country does not know is that they, all of them they had an axe to grind, and some of them have not dressed themselves in glory. For instance, there are some members of the committee who had applied for positions at FABC, and they did not actually disclose that. So their performance was more driven, or it could be argued, by the fact that these are people who are so angry because of the past that they're bringing into the committee. But there are a number of things that were not disclosed, and when the matter goes to court, there'll be that disclosure. Mm. And secondly, when the SABC decided not to give an oral submission, it indicated that they would make a written submission. The committee chose not to read or to consider that submission, claiming that it does not taken under oath. But within that report, which is a thick report, there is a lot that begins to challenge even the, the report that the other committee finally uh, completed. What I find interesting, the minister accuses uh, the ad hoc committee itself of being a political witch hunt which uh, sought to victimize herself and uh, the former COO of the SABC, Muster Mutswene. Now, characterizing the whole ad hoc committee in that manner, uh, the interesting part of it is that is she then... uh, accusing her own party of launching a witch hunt against her because they do form part of that ad hoc committee? Yeah, well, there's no doubt that within the African National Congress, there are different views and there are also contestations that are taking place. So by saying that, she's been brave enough to put it on the table. And also, if one were to look at how the committee came to be, the decision was taken at the NEC of the ANC. It was not a decision that was started at the Parliamentary Portfolio Committee, which would have expected that the Portfolio Committee would have done so. Even the other committee itself does accuse the Portfolio Committee on communications for having not done its job because both the SABC and the Minister had continually appeared before the Portfolio Committee and there was no alarm that was actually raised. So what she sees this is, yes, a form of political witch hunt, which she will be able to point out. But one must also understand that even before the, the, the ad hoc committee said, the outcome was already known. The ANC's position was very clear. The DA's position was very clear. Actually, when you listen to even somebody like uh, uh, Julius Malema, when he was asked about the, the committee, he was very dismissive and saying those are simply expressions of internal uh, politics within the ANC. Part of it, what the minister is saying, is also referring to that element, that they, they are 
uh, issues that uh, are party or contestation within the party that some people are using to resolve them through a parliamentary process. And I want to understand the, what exactly are those contestations? What is behind uh, this uh, plot against her? Well, I think uh, what she will be able to do is to put that in writing. Uh, uh, that matter will be in the courts. Uh, I, I'm not a member of the African National Congress, uh, so she's the one who knows more about that. All I was uh, advising is really that when you look at the process and you look at uh, the content and subject issues, there seems to be issues that uh, need to be addressed. And uh, the decision also by the other committee to consider and um, not consider certain uh, evidence before them because uh, some evidence was inconvenient for what appeared to be an outcome that was already written even for the committee set. And these are the things that uh, she'll be able to put. But the uh, contestation within the organization, her organization, she'll, solve, solve the, she'll put that uh, uh, quite clear either within, uh, now that she's put it uh, publicly, uh, the public will be interested to know what those are in, in the court papers.